What's up, fam? Welcome to Minicast Monday, the short-form podcast that brings inspiring and empowering information, messages, and soundbites from previous episodes to provide that spark or that fire for you to attack your life, to finally attack it, those fears, those insecurities, and those flaws, so that you can live the best life possible as the best version of yourself that you could possibly be. And in this episode, we listen back to a clip from episode 32 of the Open Up podcast with Happiness co-founder Julian Pace as he tells the story of how he liberated himself from the lie he was living, going from believing he was broken because of his dyslexia, blaming himself for his father's suicide, losing a friend and cousin the same way, and never allowing himself to process that guilt or that grief, to someone who is now at the forefront of mental health in Australia, speaking all over the world, now being recognised as one of the country's up-and-coming entrepreneurs. Pain or pleasure, right? You cause enough pain and you have to, or you have enough pleasure and you want to. And I remember it was a moment that I realised how hard this must have been. My mum had nurtured me and loved me unconditionally through that whole time. Doesn't matter how many times I messed up or how much I got it wrong or how much I, how many fights I had got in. And when I would come home with a punched up face and a blood nose and a black eye and in, in being under the influence of drugs in her house, she would always find a way to re-love me, right? And to always believe that I could get better. And she would, I remember she said this to me once. She said, I never lost faith that you could find your way even though I was terrified. And sometimes that's all you need, right? Someone else to believe in you until you're willing to believe in yourself. Because that's holding space, right? She believed in me enough even when everyone else forgot. And when I say forgot, I made them forget about me. I pushed them so far away that they started living their lives without thinking every single second of every single day. This is four years on now. I can't keep thinking about Julian every day, my brother and sister included, because I've got to live my life. But she never stopped holding hope for me like I, I represent I, I always say like a lighthouse Yeah. but something changed right this particular time I came home from work and I was so angry so pissed off and I was complaining and justifying and blaming as I was always doing this is a, a daily thing for me Okay. Um, and my mum goes Jules can I have a conversation can I have a chat and I said yeah okay what's up and then I had a lot of time and respect for my mum so I was always really respectful of how she was feeling Yeah. Um, and then she sat me down and said you know what I just want to tell you something. I was like, yeah. And she's like, you're so brave. And you're so courageous. And I don't think many people would be able to go through what you've gone through and still find a way to cope and live. Like you've, you've gone through more than the average person and you're an, you're an incredible person. You're an incredible human for what you've been through and being able to find a way to live your life. But at the start of this, I thought she was complimenting me and I thought this sounded really good. But what I actually realized what was happening, she was patronizing me. Because the difference between a compliment and someone patronizing you is the tonality that they say it in. Yeah. So she was saying things. It's not what she was saying. It's how she was saying them. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. You're an inspiration, you know. You, people wouldn't be able to go through what you go through and, and still be able to find a way to cope and live. Like, you you know, you're an amazing person. We don't know how you do it. Like, this kind of tonality. Okay. And then I'm catching on here and thinking, excuse me? And I lost it, man lost it I was like you wouldn't fucking know what it's like to be me you haven't lost fuck all in your life and I and I, I got so angry and so mad and the scariest part was this the look in my mum's eye 
was a look of pure fear. And not because of me being angry, because she knew that she had one chance left. One chance, one shot between, if I get this wrong, he's never coming home. If he doesn't respond to this, I've been loving him with all I have for the last four years and my whole life, I've loved him with every bit of me and it's not working. And the difference between her eyes, between what she was doing before and then, which is that she was so scared that I was about to storm out and never come back. And I remember that look because I would know how fearful that would have been for her, for someone that has loved me and nurtured me and cared for me, to then be patronizing to me, to push me. Perceive that would make me break. And I got up and I stormed out. And she believed that was the last time she was going to see me too. That's where the, the fear came from, right? And then I remember driving, I remember being at a stop sign and I was in my car. Man, I was holding the steering wheel so tight. I was so angry. It's like my own mum's now given up on me. She's patronizing me. Like, how dare she? Like, this is the one person that held belief in me, the lighthouse. And I was shaking, man. I remember looking up in the rear view mirror and just looking at myself in the mirror, man, and seeing such anger. And I just started crying. Unconsolably, sobbing. And I was so angry, man. So angry, but who was I angry at? Myself. Yeah, bro. Had you allowed yourself to express that grief and that loss and that pain by crying, like up until that point? No, man. I never dealt, man. Well, never dealt with grief. Grief's a challenging emotion at the best of times, mate. Grief, loss, anger, hurt, disappointment, being lied to, betrayal, your own behaviour. Like it was just too much of a concoction that I could even unpack. You know, it's like, where do you start? This is like, this is. You look at it and you're like, I don't know where to start to unpack this misery that my life is now. now. But in that moment, I just broke down, right? And I realized I was so angry at myself, but I saw, it was like a weird epiphany nearly. It's like I saw all the pain. And it's like for the first time, it broke me a little bit to see the compassion and empathy of other people, which is what I've done to my brother, my sister, my mom my friends, my family. It was like that moment I had realized I was so angry at myself because all I cared about was myself. I became so selfish. And then I went back a day later to my mum's relief, obviously, and I sat down with her and I said, Mum, I'm not okay. And she laughed and she's like, I know, we know. And that didn't make my life better, man. But for the first time in four and a half years, I wasn't living a lie anymore. And yeah. that's, that's freedom. That's liberating. You weren't living the lie. You weren't masking it with drugs or alcohol. Real. And you were finally opening up and speaking about what you were going through. And I told her everything, man. Everything. No, no. The, like, the, not based on a true story of Julian Pace. Everything about what I had done and the man I had become and the, the thoughts and the feelings and how I live my life. And... I felt free, man. And for the first time, I started to heal because I was heard. Because how do you truly heal if you're never telling anyone your story? You don't. And how do you heal when you're not willing to share it? But I wanted people to understand, but I didn't think they did because I never had the commitment and the courage and the confidence to say that I wasn't okay because I believed that it was too much of a mess to think that you could help me unpack it. Yeah. Plus, you'd always believed that you were broken. You'd always been abandoned. You'd always been told you were different. So why would that be different now? It's just better to isolate yourself. 
Exactly, man. And and that's when I started to go to work on myself. Yeah. And that's important because without first accepting that there's something wrong and then having the self-awareness and being honest with yourself enough to say like, hey, what's happening to me is my fault, is a result of my actions and my thoughts. That's one of the most powerful parts of healing. Yeah, man. Before that, I always say I was trapped in the mind of a prison. Because if you think about being in prison, it doesn't matter how hard people try and pull you out, you're still inside the prison, right? Yeah. So, you know, you might get let out on good behavior and you might get out early if you look after yourself and you'd be a good prisoner. I wasn't a terrible one, so I was locked in maximum confinement forever, isolation. But, you know, again, awareness precedes change, right? So I started realizing that there was a lot of areas in my life that I had to fix. And a great, I guess a great metaphor for this is like, imagine never doing any gardening and you're having a big property in a backyard for four years. <laughs> You know, yeah. and you go out there, and you got your rake, and you got your you got your your lawnmower, and you you go. I'm going to fix this problem. I'm going to make my backyard look amazing again. It takes a hell of a long time, man. It's not a one day job, but you have to be committed to taking little steps. And if you only more, you know only get through half of the grass today, then that's okay. If you only trim you know half the hedges today, that's okay. And that's where I started, mate. So I started. People go, well, how did you go from a high school dropout? That was a garden bin disposal guy to losing your dad, your best friend, your cousin, all the suicide to multiple attempts yourself to ruining your life to then to be uh, a speaker that's now spoken in 10 countries and work with about 50,000 people and have happiness go. How does that happen? I said, I didn't make it that complex or complicated. I made it this simple, which is I didn't think about all the things I just said. I just thought about how could I be better tomorrow than I was today? It's focusing on the process rather than the prize. Exactly, the reasons over the results, which is I just wanted to find a reason to smile again. What's powerful about this story is that although he had lost faith in himself, his mother didn't, and she risked their relationship to save him. As he says, holding space for him and believing in him until he could begin to believe in himself again. Now Julian finally opens up for the first time and accepts that he's not okay no longer burdening himself by denying it and living a lie or masking it with drugs, alcohol or aggression. By opening up, he literally liberates himself and gives himself permission to take steps towards healing and steps towards happiness, something he hadn't had for four years at that point. And by following the process of just getting better, day by day, not focusing on the prize at the end of the tunnel, which was attaining that happiness that had eluded him, he finds freedom in learning, growing, and now helping others with Happiness Co. So my questions to you are, what are you telling yourself? What are you blaming yourself for? Are they true or have you concocted them in your head? And how liberated and free would you feel if you finally got to tell someone about it? Because vulnerability is a strength not a weakness. So free yourself from the shackles you've created. Open up and give yourself permission to heal day by day and work towards their happiness. Because believe me and trust me, you deserve it and you will find it. Ciao.